Hello, everyone, and we are back with day 114 of Read the Bible in a Year podcast. Uh, please forgive us. We are still trying to play catch-up um, after after the birth of our little baby. So we are, we are trying to work diligently um, to get everything recorded, so please just bear with us. We are, we are trying, so um, we appreciate you all listening, and like I said, we are trying to get uh, caught back up. So we are on day 114. And we'll be continuing through Judges, and we'll be in Judges chapter 2, starting with verse 10, going through 331. All right, so we will get started. That whole generation was gathered to their ancestors. After them, another generation rose up who did not know the Lord or the works he had done for Israel. The Israelites did what was evil in the Lord's sight. They worshipped the Baals and abandoned the Lord and the God of their fathers who had brought them out of Egypt. They followed other gods from surrounding peoples and bowed down to them. They angered the Lord for they abandoned him and worshipped Baal and Ashtoreths. The Lord's anger burned against Israel and he handed them over to the marauders who raided them. He sold them to enemies around around them, and they could no longer resist their enemies. Whenever the Israelites went out, the Lord was against them and brought disaster on them, just as he had promised and sworn to them. And so they suffered greatly. The Lord raised up judges who saved them from the power of their marauders, and they did not listen to their judges. Instead, they prostituted themselves with other gods bowing down to them. They quickly turned away from their fathers who had walked in obedience to the Lord's commands. They did not do as their fathers did. Whenever the Lord raised up a judge for the Israelites, the Lord was with them and saved the people from the power of the enemies while the judge was still alive. The Lord was moved to pity whenever they groaned because of those who were oppressing and afflicting them. Whenever the judge died, the Israelites would act even more corruptly than their fathers, following other gods to serve and bow down to them in worship. They did not turn from their evil practices or their obstinate ways. The Lord's anger burned against Israel, and he declared, Because this nation has violated my covenant and I, that I made with their fathers and disobeyed me, I will no longer drive out before them any of the nations Joshua left when he died. I did this to test Israel and to see whether or not they would keep the Lord's way by walking in it as their fathers had. The Lord left these nations, and he did not drive them out immediately. He did not hand them over to Joshua. Chapter 3. These are the nations that the Lord left in order to test all those in Israel who had experienced none of the wars in Canaan. This was to teach the future generations of the Israelites how to fight in battle, especially those who had not fought before. These nations included five rulers of the Philistines and all of the Canaanites, the Sidonians and the Hivites, who lived in the Lebanese mountains from the Mount Baal Hermon as far as the entrance of Hamath. The Lord left them to test Israel to determine if they would keep the Lord's commands he had given their fathers through Moses. But they settled among the Canaanites, the Hittites, or the Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. The Israelites took their daughters as wives for themselves and gave their own daughters to their sons and worshipped their gods. The Israelites did what was evil in the Lord's sight. They forgot the Lord, their God, and worshipped the Baals and the Asherahs. 
the Lord's anger burned against Israel, and he sold them to King Cushan Rishthaim of Aram Naharim. And the Israelites served him eight years. The Israelites cried out to the Lord. So the Lord raised up Othniel, son of Kenaz, Caleb's youngest brother, as a deliverer to save the Israelites. The Spirit of the Lord came on him, and he judged Israel. Othniel went to the ba- went to battle, and the Lord handed over King Cushnon Rish goodness, of Aram to him, so that Othniel overpowered him. Then the land had peace for forty years, and Othniel, son of Kenaz, died. The Israelites again did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He gave King Eglon, Eglon of Moab power over Israel, because they had done what was evil in the Lord's sight. After Eglon convinced the Ammonites and the Amalekites to join forces with him, he attacked and defeated Israel and took possession of the city of Palms. The Israelites served King Eglon of Moab eighteen years. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord, and he raised up Ehud, son of Jerah, and left a left-handed Benjaminite as a deliverer for them. The Israelites sent him with the tribute for King Eglon of Moab. Ehud made himself a double-edged sword, eighteen inches long, and strapped it to his right thigh under his clothes. He brought and brought the tribute of King Eglon to Moab, who was an extremely fat man. When Ehud had finished presenting the tribute, he dismissed the people who had carried it. At the carved images near Gilgal, he returned and said, King Eglon, I have a secret message for you. The king said silence, and all the attendants left him. Then Ehud approached him while he was sitting alone in his upstairs room where it was cool. Ehud said, I have a message from God for you. And the king stood up from his throne. Ehud reached with his left hand, took the sword from his right thigh, and plunged it into Eglon's belly. Even the handle went in after the blade, and Eglon's fat closed over it, so that Ehud did not withdraw the sword from his belly. And the waste came out. Oh, Ehud escaped by way of the porch, closing and locking the doors of the upstairs room behind him. Ehud was gone when Eglon's servants came in. They looked and found the doors of the upstairs room locked and thought it was and thought he was relieving himself in a cool room. The servants waited until they came uh, the servants waited until they became embarrassed and saw that he had not still had not opened the doors of the upstairs room. So they took the key and they opened the doors, and there was their lord lying dead on the floor. Ehud escaped while the servants waited. He passed the Jordan near the carved images and reached Syria. After he arrived, he sounded the ram's horn throughout the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites came down the hill with him, or came down with him from the hill country, and he became their leader. He told them, Follow me, because the Lord has handed over your enemies, the Moabites, to you. So they followed him, captured the fords in the Jordan, uh, captured the fords of the Jordan leading to Moab, and did not allow anyone to cross the river. At that time, they struck down about 10,000 Moabites, all stout and able-bodied men. Not one of them escaped. Moab became the subject to Israel that day, and the land had peace for 80 years. After Hood, Shamgar, son of Anath, became a judge. He also delivered Israel, striking down 600 Philistines with a cattle prod. 
interesting battles there. Okay. We are finished with judges for today. We will move on to um, Luke, Gospel of Luke. We are in Luke 22, chapter 14. No, Luke chapter 22, verse 14. Sorry, people. I'm trying to read my own handwriting over here to make sure I'm in the right place. And I'm sitting here looking at it going, wait a minute, what is that number? Okay, so Luke 22, verse 14. And we will go through verse 31 in Luke. When the hour came, he reclined at the table with the apostles with him. Then he said to them, I have frequently desired to eat this Passover meal with you before, or I have fervently desired to eat this Passover meal with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup after giving thanks and he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I tell you, from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. He took the bread, gave thanks broke it and gave it to them and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after the su- after supper and said, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But look, the hand of one of the one betraying me is at the table with me. For the Son of Man will go away and it, as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. So they began to argue among themselves which of them it could be who was going to do this. Then a dispute also arose among them about who should be considered the greatest. But he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over over them, and those who have authority over them have themselves called benefactors. It is not to be like that among you. On the contrary, whoever is greatest among you should should become... Hold on. Um, I got confused there. On the contrary, whoever is greatest among you should become like the youngest, and whoever leads like the one serving. For who is greater, the one at the table or the one serving? Isn't it the one at the table? But I am among you as the one who serves. You are those who stood by me in my trials. I bestow on you a kingdom, just as my father bestowed one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in the kingdom, and you will sit on the thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Okay, I'm going to double check this just to make sure that I am reading the right thing, because like I said before, I'm not sure if I wrote down the... Right. And see, I didn't. See, that's why you need to check it because I wrote down 31 and it's totally 34. So sorry for that pause, but I wanted to make sure that we were reading the right thing today. Okay, Simon, Simon, look out. Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And and you, when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Lord, he told them, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. I tell you, Peter, he said, the rooster will not crow until, 
or the rooster will not crow today until you deny me three times that you know me. Okay. So that completes Luke for today. And sorry about that. I'm going to have to be a little more careful when I start writing these down. All right. We are in Psalm 92. And we're going to be reading Psalm 92 and then moving to Psalm 93, going through verse 5. And actually, that's both of those Psalms. Psalm 93 is only five verses. Okay. So Psalm 92. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praise to your name, most high, to declare your faithful love in the morning and your faithfulness at night with ten stringed harps and the music of a lyre. For you have made me rejoice, Lord, by what you have done. I will shout for joy because of the works of your hands. How magnificent are your works, Lord. How profound are your thoughts. A stupid person does not know. A fool does not understand this. Though the wicked sprout like grass and all evil doers flourish, they will be eternally destroyed. But you, Lord, are exalted forever. For indeed, Lord, your enemies, indeed, your enemies will perish. All evil doers will be scattered. You have lifted up my horn like a wild, like that of a wild ox. I have been anointed with the finest oil. My eyes look at my enemies when evildoers rise against me, my ears to them. The righteous thrive like a palm tree and grow like a cedar tree in Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they thrive in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in, in old age, healthy and green, to declare, The Lord is just. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Psalm 93. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed, enveloped in strength. The world is firmly established. It cannot be shaken. Your throne has been established from the beginning, and you are from eternity. The floods have lifted up, Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods floods lift up their pounding waves. Greater than the roar of a huge torrent, the mighty breakers of the sea, the Lord on high is majestic. Lord, your testimonies are completely reliable. Holiness adorns your house for all the days to come. Now we'll move to Proverbs. And we are in Proverbs 14, 1 and 2. Every wise woman builds her house builds her house, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. Whoever lives with integrity fears the Lord, but the one who is devious in his ways despises him. All right. Sorry for those stumbles and fumbles there today, but that does complete day 114. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.